Welcome back, everyone, to our third episode of our Tickets for Two podcast, where we aim to provide our unique insights on films and possibly TV shows. All right, Santi, what are we talking about today? Today, on episode three, we're talking about a crazy movie. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm. Um, Andrew, what do you think? Man, right out, right out the gate when I left the theater or left the, yeah, the theater room, there was, I, I felt refreshed. It definitely was a very unique concept of a movie. I, I loved it. It was colorful. It was bright. The action sequences were on point. I loved all of it. Um, like I mentioned, it was a breath of fresh air. What about you? What did you, what'd you feel like? Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit more mixed on the film, but I can't deny that it's different. It's mm-hmm. really different than anything you've ever really seen recently out in the theaters. Right. Um, really powerful, emotional movie. I think it has high highs, some low lows. Um, but, you know, out there, there's a lot of people who love and appreciate this film, and I completely understand it. It's really different. I definitely understand that, too. Like, when you mentioned, right now, I feel the box office or just movie theaters in general are dominated by these comic book movies, Marvel you know, once in a while a DC film comes in or just your cliche type of storylines yeah. and, and films. So with a, Definitely. And A24 is never, never let us down. So for them to bring out this idea, it, it was, it was a nice, it was a nice way for viewers to see something brand new. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. And it's, it's cool to see A24 kind of expand their catalog constantly. Um, you know, a lot of, sometimes they had some very, certain genre of films that are making like horror now films just, usually yeah exactly yeah 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 a ton of horror films now they're you know expanding making this mm-hmm. movie which you can argue is kind of like has superhero elements in the movie but in some way you're right um yeah but still has that kind of a24 more emotional impact more meaning uh-huh. kind of touch before we continue talking about this what do you think is your favorite a24 movie um that's a good question. I I would have to look at a list of all the A twenty four movies. Uh-huh. I might have forgotten which ones were and weren't, but I really liked Uncut Gems. That's right, they did do Uncut Gems. I remember. Yeah, that. see, that's the thing. Like, I don't I don't remember always which one is uh which ones they've done. But for me, I I would say Uncut Gems. What about you? While well, I take a look at their uh, catalog, um, it's funny that you say that. I'm looking at their catalog right now too. Um, I, I didn't know that they um did Swiss Army Man. I don't know if you uh ever saw Swiss oh. the movie. This is uh, the same, uh, Everything Everywhere All At Once is the same directors. Wow, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I really loved Swiss Army Man. Like, that was a very unique film as well. But uh, I think, yeah. that, did they do Hereditary or did they not? Was that different? Oh, they did Hereditary. Oh my God, that movie just also has a little special place in my heart. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they had the, the um, I think, what are they, their names? The Daniels or something? They, uh, the yeah, they did uh, Swiss. Oh, no, no, that's different. No, no, no. The, the ones who did the. Um, Swiss Army Man. They did this movie. Dan Kwan and Daniel Shiner. There we go. They, they did both those films. Yep. Well, I can tell why I liked it. It was really good. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's go back to why we're here. Um, all right. So you liked it right off the bat, but you mentioned you had your little problems with it. But what worked for you when you first was was watching it through with it, like your first time? Like what what caught your attention? I think for me, definitely the cinematography and the action scenes I thought were really well done. Mm-hmm. The action scenes were super easy to follow. Um, it was really creative in how they did it and it just kind of like hooked you, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially like the early parts of the film. It seems there's so much, so many fast cuts. It seems 
a little like crazy at times, but it really kind of sets you in the mood of what Evelyn, um, the character, is going for. Right, definitely. Uh, what do you think about their, uh, say, their choreography when they came to the fight scenes? Did you think that was pretty, pretty well made? Yeah, it, it was well done. And like I was saying earlier, like it, most movies, like there's a fight scene, you can't really tell what's going on. But in this movie, I can, I just totally was able to follow all the action, and it was off the rails. It was chaotic, um, and just like the creativity in this film, to me, is what really stands out. Um, really ties into the title of the film, everything, everywhere, all at once. It's, it's just like all over the place. Yeah, for, for better or worse, uh, I kind of get that's the attention of the uh, the writers, mm-hmm. um, but they, they really threw everything at this movie. Uh, what did you like? Yeah, I love, like I mentioned at the very beginning, the concept of jumping through universes. I feel like when this movie was announced and the concept of it was announced, like the plot, I feel immediately people jumped into a comic book. Like, oh, this is going to be like a Doctor Strange thing where people are jumping through universes and there's a multiverse. But when it when we finally go to watch it and you see how uniquely well made that it's it, it's created with the whole headset, I think that was like a very very smart way to kind of connect the way that people could jump through universes. I loved it. Um, I, th- there was a lot of little things in the film that was pretty pretty cool. I love how uh, the old man in the wheelchair um, feel like uh, let's see what was his name? I, I I know his name was Gong Gong in the film, but James Hong. He was uh, the guy in the wheelchair. He was the voice of the, the goose in Kung Fu Panda. So immediately when, yeah, when I uh, heard that voice, I was like, oh, I know that voice. <laughs> I could hear him. Yeah, I couldn't, tell, I couldn't tell where he was from. And now that you mention it, yeah, that does make sense. He, he's quite old, too. Uh, I was just checking his Wikipedia page. But, yeah, that, that totally makes sense. He does sound like that guy. But the goose who's the, the father. The father, yeah. Kung I thought that was yeah, pretty okay, cool. yeah. But aside totally from like aside it. from that, like I love, like I mentioned, the, well, we were talking about the choreography with these fights. I I feel to myself that it was very inspired by your classic Jackie Chan type films, which you know I I hope it's like fair to say that all these you know like, like with Shang Chi, these Asian inspired films, they do take um, yeah. inspiration from you know the OG Jackie Chan, and uh, that was that was really fun. I really liked that and. Um, like, like the jokes, I think, were pretty pretty uh, spot on. Of course, there was a couple of them that were dragged on a little too long. Right, but uh, there was there overall was, the humor was good. Overall, the humor was pretty good. Overall, was pretty good. It, it, yeah, it, um, we can talk more about what didn't work on the humor, but I think um, you know it, it's supposed to be a chaotic film, mm-hmm. and you know some of the uh, the crude humor uh, with the sex jokes felt very like Rick and Morty ish, kind of little cringe, but you kind of just have to buy into it yeah. and not really take it too seriously um, and get, get into like the goofiness act of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, what really made it, I think successful for so many people is the acting. The actors really brought it together. You know, you, you have all sorts of crazy gross stuff in the film, but the actors did such a good job that some of the emotional parts still landed and yeah definitely uh, you have to give you have to give credit to them um and how they were able to, to put this whole thing together oh my god definitely i feel when you're watching the movie and you see like certain parts of the film where they're jumping through a bunch of you know scenarios different universes like all at once you can tell the work that put into it like i quickly changing you know a wardrobe changing makeup for these actors like for a, a split second shot in the film but you know it was necessary for it to work so for these actors to put themselves through that you know it, it, it says highly about the 
the the commitment yeah. that they put into this i, I, I thought that was pretty that, cool all, yeah that was all i can think about during those scenes it was like so, something like the, the quick shot ones mm-hmm. it's like she's wearing this then she's wearing that then she's wearing that I'm like holy smokes like that's a lot of work that's a lot of effort for everyone involved Pla- in the planning too like yeah. you gotta make sure that y- you film those or shoot those like at the right time right order because it could be hard you know going back to the set that you built you know back and forth so yeah definitely a, a really well made yeah there were times in this movie where the editing was really well done um generally like per per scene in the actual scene the editing was really well done does it drag at times yeah but when you look at the actual scenes actual moments the, the quick cuts you were talking about yeah um, excellent job by um, the director, the editing team there. Great visionaries for sure, for sure. And, and I want to go back real fast. One last point I want to make on when it come, came to the fight scenarios. What I love is how we're finally starting to transition to these more realistic type of um, fight scenes. I remember if we look back to films like Taken or or Taken Two, even that whole trilogy. Um, there's all kind like uh, all kinds of jump cuts when it came to fighting to kind of give you that yeah. that sort of like quick feeling in your mind of like oh things are happening you know got to pay attention you know it's it's all wild but now you see like a straight you know thirty second to a minute shot of people fighting and you know like the the, the stunt um, the stunt team's amazing and uh, it feels way more realistic I remember the uh, the stunt coordinator for John Wick. He mentioned that how when they filmed the first John Wick movie, they wanted to jump away from all the jump cuts and all the editing, and they wanted to make it feel very surreal. And so I love that yeah. that's finally carrying over to plenty of more films from here on out. I, I think that's a great way that we're going. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. And in this film, it's, it's all about the effort. You know, yeah. you can tell. You can tell, like, yeah, there's some movies like Taken or typical, typical Liam Neeson action movie. The efforts, yeah, they're just you know sloppily put together but in this one you could definitely tell they poured their heart and soul into uh crafting it um oh yeah what did you think about the story overall because you could argue this is essentially two stories or i mean there's a million stories i mean the name of the movie is everything everywhere all at once um but it kind of opens up um with following evelyn you know she's going through her life it's chaotic and then it kind of turns into like the matrix like okay it's going to turn into a sort of funny version of that um but then it does a 180 spoilers by the way um as always always. (laughs) yeah not a complete 180 but it it turns into it kind of like abandons that plot line plot line about um the story about you know her relationship with her daughter and her father and her husband um still keeps the wackiness in there but it does you know doesn't really visit revisit the uh the matrix stuff did that what do you think about that yeah this story was very personal you could tell right away i feel like this film was heavily catered or not catered i shouldn't say that i feel like it was heavily inspired by unique asian american traumas i feel like this story did you think so i think so i think i think this story tackled emotions that asians can't really show to their parents i feel like it tackled ideas of where um say like you know older generations have to do their job not because they not because they want to because mm. they're forced to like how she took over right. you know that, that laundry mat and like she's taking care of her dad which probably is not happy with her husband and she exactly. can't say nothing about that or talk back to him and she felt kind and evelyn i just mentioned you know the person we're talking about evelyn 
the mom she felt kind of guilty bringing up to her dad that her daughter is gay which i think was a huge thing about that was definitely influenced yeah definitely Um, because that's kind of unheard of right now in like asian american families so i love everything that you were mentioning about how the story was going and 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 what you liked about it but that's the kind of um the, the the view that i took it as as this was a way of tackling asian american stereotypes and breaking them and i think they yeah. th- i think they nailed that yeah and evelyn is she's essentially having like a midlife crisis in this movie oh yeah um right off the bat there's just chaos around her her daughter has needs um i think it's, it's her father has needs her husband's you know handing her divorce papers and she doesn't even notice it cuz they got to they got to deal with the irs um so in a way like her mind and I'm gonna to try to plug the title of the movie as many times as I can. Today. <laughs> like her mind, her her mind was everything, everywhere, all at once. That's a tongue twister. Um, yeah, but really, she it, it was just chaotic. And I thought the movie did a really good job of putting us in her shoes, relating to the character. Because a lot of us, you know, naturally do have a lot of things going on yeah. all the time as oh, well. Yeah. You don't have to be, you know, in your 40s or 50s, but at the same time, yeah, a lot of the experiences were kind of uh, culturally crafted towards um. Um, what uh, you know she might have experienced even in her own life and interesting enough like one of her side characters was essentially I think her as an actress um, Michelle 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 Yeoh yeah um, doing the uh, kung fu stuff and I I thought that was just a lot of fun to to watch like all the different possibilities you know you make one decision and your life turns out this way and, and that way um, so I, I really enjoyed those parts of it. What did you think about this film being entirely focused inside the IRS building? Do you think there's like some kind of like meaning behind that, or do you think it was just a convenient place for all this action to take place? You know, I didn't really think about that until you mentioned it. Because yeah, there's some scenes like in the laundromat um, outside, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess a lot of it is in the IRS building. Um, well, for one, it's probably cheaper to just pick one location <laughs> yeah. for them to produce them. You know, a lot of these films do have smaller budgets, um, but I, I think it helps kind of like keep the movie a little more. I don't want to say the word grounded because it's all over the place, but, you know, it just kind of keeps building and building. The story builds, the characters build, but we haven't really changed the setting too much. Right. Um, so that's really interesting that you point that out. Why did you uh, view it differently? See, th- I feel this movie was filled with just nonstop symbolism. You know, you got the googly eyes, you got the IRS building, you got sort of the, you know, I guess you could even bring up, you know, the headpieces that they wear. Like everything that they do is all symbolism. This whole film was filled with it. So I'm trying to think my hardest, like, I mean, like, what is the IRS building? representing in in this because i feel like when we think of the irs we think of like this boring gray building filled with suits and 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 they just suck the life out of you so i guess now that i'm talking about it out loud i feel like it's like the opposite um evelyn and her husband are trying to bring life back into the relationship while the irs building represents the you know sucking the life out of them which you know in reality it was the irs the taxes it was like breaking them apart the evelyn and her husband wayman wayman because uh you know the receipts and all the issues they were having so i feel like symbolically looking at it face value i felt like it was beautiful to see how yeah irs known for ruining lives kind of brought them back together so that's kind of how i see it wow yeah no no that's definitely a really interesting way of, of, of looking at it um that was probably related to the rift and why her husband had you know handed her the divorce papers um because you know their life was essentially a struggle um 
that definitely interesting to see. Also, kind of weird random fact was this movie got a wide release the weekend before taxes were due. <laughs> oh my inten- god! I don't, I don't know if that was I don't know if that was intentional or not, but um, just sort of a super random fact. That's funny. Uh, yeah. In this movie, you know, a lot of the characters have multiple personalities essentially because you know they're from different dimensions the alpha verse um, oh my god like, the is, name is called. just the name i yeah. hated that word so much it was so cringy it, it's a vet yeah i i think it was like a vessel the name alpha verse is kind of like listen we need to think of something all right we're gonna call the multiverse uh, what do we call it alpha verse all right great it, it, a lot of like the because it's i find it interesting that people compare this movie to the matrix because i'm like it's nothing like the matrix like that has like a certain portion of the film that's like the matrix and then it just uses that stuff as a vessel for, you know, the emotional character story it's trying to tell. So I didn't really, like, see that. Yeah, I see, like, the homage to it and all that, or homage. Um, but other than that, um, I don't see it, like, that similar. Um, but going back to what I was saying about the characters, they have, like, different personalities. Like, the one in... Like, the world we were in, the husband is kind of, like, you know, kind of fed up with this, through with this. And the one where they never really got together, he was saying, I thought the best part of the movie, for me, without a doubt, where he's like, oh, I would have loved to have, you know, done taxes and that Oh, sort of dude, that you. broke me when he said yeah, that to her. That was the best part. If the movie had ended there, I would have been a lot, probably a little more higher on it. Because um, I'm, like, I'm like, oh, finally, like, I see how it's coming together. Um, but, yeah, that part was incredibly powerful very powerful and i feel like even in that one moment where um evelyn i guess like yeah she held his hand and she was able to see all of his flashbacks all of like his memories and all the fun times that he had with her and it 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 really got me emotionally because it felt like evelyn ignored all that or she overlooked all the happy times that they had but wayman was so focused on that like yeah they had their downs and maybe they, they were struggling or not the happiest but he found joy in every single moment yeah. of their life, and maybe that's why they call their daughter Joy. But it was—that's a good point. That, but it, 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 I love the flashbacks and like how you mentioned when he told her, like, "I would be, I would have been happy just doing, you know, the bare minimum with you." And I was like, oh, yeah. that, that's a husband who cares." And I feel like again, going back to it, that's probably tackling Asian American stereotypes of like how a lot of Asian, you know, older generation men—they're like emotionless. You know, they don't even know mm-hmm. how to say the word "I love you" most of the time. So yeah. for them, to he, he was really kind, very kind, and very yeah. selfless and and open. And I feel like that Wait, was. But he handed her the divorce papers. That's what I didn't get. Why was he handing her the divorce papers? Was he, oh yeah, yeah, he was doing it to bring so she would like wake up a little bit. Exactly, right? like, like, they, they were talking about that in the van about how like his yeah, friend yeah, did yeah. that, and it kind of brought them back together. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah, then in the climax of the movie, we kind of see her take his advice in a way and be like, you know what, Let just like be kind. And when she's doing like that, the fighting with all the bad guys, she's like giving them what they want, um, what makes them happy. And yeah, there, there's so many, there's so many themes in this film. Um, Ooh, so, it, many. so many different, so many relationships in this film that it's exploring. Um, did it all, there's people out there on Reddit, on Twitter everywhere saying this is not just one of the favorite movies of 2022 that they've seen but also one of the best movies they've ever seen some people say it's one of the greatest movies mm-hmm. of all time um does it fall in that category for you because people are really raving about this film 
Yeah, I think people are raving for it because of how original it is. I feel like mm-hmm. people have been so um, fogged up with all these um, like basic storylines, well, basic kind of films. Big blockbusters. Exactly, you know? and just things yeah. to bring in money. And for this one to come out and also tackle personal issues like you know family and emotions, I feel like that brought people to take this movie to the highest you know standard. But to me personally... I feel, man, it's it, it's crazy to go against the tide or against the current, but yeah, it, it's it's a good movie. It's a good movie, but I wouldn't say yeah. it's my top five. Probably wouldn't say it's my top seven. Maybe, my top fifty. Maybe I think. maybe top ten for me. <laughs> yeah, but maybe, uh, I mean that's for me. But yeah, I, it, it's a it's a good film. Yeah, I, I yeah, I mean, I, I listen. I go into any movie saying like, listen. I'm going to let this movie take me. I don't care what it's about, what message it's trying to send. I'm here for two hours. You know, show me what you got. You know, absorb me into your message, your film, and I promise I'll give you a good review afterwards. Yeah. So I really, really tried to love this film or like this film. I I didn't know anything about it heading in. I had seen some of the review scores. That's about it. Um, I'm genuinely, if you love this movie, I'm actually happy for you. I wish I could have loved it, but I'm genuinely baffled at how much praise it's gotten because I, in my opinion, originality doesn't necessarily mean you should get a high score or just because, you know, you made me emotional for a, 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 like a tiny bit. Or I mean, even if it's very emotional, like that doesn't necessarily make a great film. Um, but I, I was just curious to hear your thoughts about that because we talked a lot about what we liked, what worked for yeah. us, but for me... Overall, this film doesn't really come together like how I wished it would. I thought there were too many ideas that they tried to stuff in there. Uh-huh. Um, I know it's the name of the movie, you know, everything everywhere all at once, but you still need to be kind of a little more compact. And for me, it felt, especially in the second act, a little all over the place, a little too hectic, just way too much. Um, and not really being able to settle on one idea for the audience. Right. And I think that's a perfect way for us to start getting into more of what didn't work for us when it came to this film. And you brought up a lot of good points. And I agree, this film, I felt at times, had a whole lot of nothing, is how the best way I could put it, where a lot of scenes are probably unnecessary. Probably like, well, when they broke up the film in parts, you know, part one, part two, part three, part two was so exhausting and so long. Like, I felt like it could have ended at any time and it would have been enough. So that definitely definitely dragged on for me. And there was a lot, there was a lot of, points in the film that i feel like need to be talked more about how it wasn't so great i feel like they need to explain more about the whole reality part of it and multiverse part of it because i remember there was mm-hmm. there was one scene where uh where evelyn comes out of a sealed door and they're in the office and like i think she drags her dad into like that sealed door area and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. as she comes out um they're all waiting for her she starts fighting with them, you know, with her, with you know, the, the kung fu that she learned from her past universe. But she's also fighting with them with her eyes closed. And I was like, did they explain like how she's able to do that? Yeah. Like, is there a universe where she's Daredevil and she could easily fight with like her senses? I didn't. Yeah, it was just they were just trying to make us like kind of buy into it. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of like that's what I mean. Like, there's there's times when there was like too much exposition, and there's times when they didn't like explain anything. Right. And I was like a little overwhelmed and lost like i get it's a powerful story um you know like 
for example, the scene with the rocks, like that's supposed to be kind of like that moment in the film where it's telling you like, hey, this is like the story we're trying to tell. Yeah. And the writing in that scene was a little, you know, not that good. It was a little like, I get the point they're trying to say like um, nihilism and all that, but then it extended and then there was another scene they went back and it just kept like beating you over the head with the same message over and over and over again and i was like all right enough like i I get it you know i get what you're trying to say yep so just show me show me what you want to do um so towards the second of that uh, second act like you said there's so many like i thought the movie could have ended like at any time and then like okay great this is the ending like when i was mentioning earlier with the husband saying like i would have loved to have done that stuff with you i'm like okay that's it nope there's another one after gotta go talk to her dad nope no it's about her it's about her daughter and I didn't really understand necessarily the relationship between Joy and Evelyn. I mean, I kind of did, but I didn't know. Like at the end, she's like, "I hate you so much." I know. I guess they didn't show us that stuff. She's like, "Just leave me alone. Like, give me space." Yeah. But they didn't really show us. The only thing they really showed us was her not saying that, "Hey, this is you know my daughter's girlfriend in front of her dad." Yeah, I feel like we could t- we could touch on her daughter a little bit right now. First of all, like on face value, I disliked Joy's acting. I felt like she was not so good. Like, very forced at times, like, making us believe that she's, like, a badass character. And in reality, it's like, uh, you're kind of kind of coming off a she, little bit on the cringy side. She, she reminded me of a, a villain from, what's that one movie? Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. So, so I, I guess it was, like, it wasn't the best acting. I guess she was kind of supposed to be, like, over the top. She, she's just supposed to be, like, a teenager, right, in, in this film? Uh, um, I think so. Well, I, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like post high school but still like young yeah yeah i haven't seen her in anything else me um but what i do want to like talk about when it came with joy is how she was that all evil character was it uh uh, jobu tobaki which i think yes that's what it was the name like what does that name even come from first of all does it have a hidden meeting like do you know uh I have no idea. Here, let's see. Like, but but that's, that's the thing. Like, it's like all that stuff was like, I don't know. It's like there's like the Alpha Joy and there's Jobu Topaki and they have the story. It's like, and I, and I think the directors even said like, yeah, the movie's not about that. We just use that stuff as a vessel. Okay, I guess. That, that makes to sense. tell a different story. But still, it's, it's just like, you shouldn't have to explain that to me. It should, it should have done a little bit better. Um, you know, the, the, the whole theme of the film, in my opinion, is kind of saying like, Nothing truly matters is how Joy feels. She wants to destroy herself because of how overwhelmed by um, everything she is. Um, but then her mom treats her with kindness. Like, like I said, there's so much going on in this film. It felt like it could have been like a TV show. And yeah. maybe it would have worked a little bit better for me. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the, the, some of the stuff with Joy um, was a little confusing. It definitely fell flat a little bit. Um I guess that's pretty much all I have to say when it, for this film that didn't work for me. Aside from like that mm-hmm. that raccoon bit that was overplayed, and yeah, then my goodness, uh, it was funny the first time. But when you keep going back to it, it's like you could have cut all that out and made the movie shorter. And then there was yeah, there was two hours and how how long is this movie? How long is it? Actually, that's a good point. Let me see. Hundred thirty nine minutes. Oh my goodness. Long. How long is that in years? In years? <laughs> can, can you can you convert for me? It's like a couple hours and twenty minutes. Okay, um, so I mean, but, it, it's like that's kind of like the average that films are going for nowadays. I feel like you know, once you hit, yeah. once you hit, you know, Avengers Endgame and all that, once you start breaking that two-hour limit, movies are like, well, I think people can handle that now. But anyways, still too long. There was a point. Yeah, the humor was. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah. They mentioned the humor, but there was a point. There was a scene 
where uh, I believe that people are trying to shoot at Evelyn, and then all of a sudden the bullets turned into like googly eyes, and that tripped me up because I was like, wait, can Evelyn now manipulate reality, or like how can she start doing all of this stuff? So yeah, I guess she had become like the uh, the Evelyn. she had become her version of the uh, the Alpha Joy. That's the way I saw it. Because Alpha Joy was like able to do whatever she wanted, uh-huh. and then Evelyn was like, "Oh, I'm gonna instead of like just killing her like my grandpa or my dad wants, I'm gonna try to become as powerful as her so I can like reach out to her." Well, I guess so I think that's yeah. essentially what happened towards the end. But yeah, I mean, like stuff like that, it felt I don't say unearned, but like it, just like the way it got there. Like I feel like I saw like 15 movies uh, in a, in a way, all packaged up in one. Um, that's how I saw it. Were you going to make a different point about the googly eyes? No, that's pretty much all I was going to say. Yeah, the humor, like the raccoon scene, they kept bringing it back. They did some interesting stuff with it, like the hot dog stuff. They kept doing, and like, okay, this is like so dumb. I'm over oh this God, scene. Oh, my God, yes. But then, but then they're like, oh, in this universe, we learn how to play piano with our toes. I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of a cool way of tying it. But I'm like, but why? Like, why do I care about that? It just like exactly was, was that re- was was that related to like people should ha- should deal with like you know the hand they're given I, I I think it kind of was but that kind of goes back to my point about like too many ideas in this film um, and it doesn't really cover um, all of them in enough uh, depth but yeah some of the humor also was very I don't like to use the word cringy because I kind of like to buy into the film but it was just kind of like I don't know I feel like if I was sixteen I'd be laughing at this a lot more. You know, there was people but, in my theater that were cracking up at the hot dog scene. Really? And I'm like, what's funny about this? It's kind of, yeah, too much right, right it, now. It was funny the first time. It's like, oh, that's really goofy yeah, looking. Yeah, first but time. then after that, yeah, then after they kept bringing it, bringing it back. I was like, my goodness, this is just long. The but, the one yeah, the one part um, of that uh, what I, what I want to bring up is in those uh, hot dog mm-hmm. hand scenes is I do love how they show that in that universe Evelyn is also gay. You know, she was like, you know, living with that oh, yeah. IRS agent. Yeah. So that was nice to see the show that, you know, even though Evelyn may have been embarrassed that her daughter is gay, in a universe, she's also gay. But like, you could have done right. that without the hot dog fingers, in my opinion. With Jamie Lee Curtis, yeah. Yeah, was it Halloween, right? Yeah. That's what she's mainly not known in? Y- yeah, yeah. But, but I guess like the whole hot dog stuff, it's like, it's supposed to be like this, the film is supposed to be like, nothing matters. Life is as goofy as possible. It's like as crazy Ooh, as possible. Okay, yeah. But 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 nothing really matters. So like I've read that online. People are trying to say that oh that's why it's like all over the place. Like you know the everything bagel and the hot dog fingers and the raccoon. It's because like you know life is this crazy thing. But nothing matters. Just be kind. Okay. Did you need to take like you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, part yeah. of me is after the movie is just kind of like just kind of like so what. Right and and so, you, all right. That's your message. That's your message. Like that's fine. Um, didn't need to take that long to explain it to me. You yeah. know. Okay. Be kind. You know? <laughs> all right. You said something that I want to I want to discuss with you when it came to the everything bagel, and like towards the end of the film when we see that bagel like pretty much like a black hole. What did you think about that? Like just the bagel concept. Like what? How did you interpret that concept? So I'm gonna cheat. Okay. Oh, so you read about it? So I'm, 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 I'm gonna, yeah, I just read about it today. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read a quote. Oh, from the oh, director, oh hold, Daniel on. Kwan. hold on. Hold on. Before you, why, give, why don't you go? Yeah, before you give, you give the real shot? reason, let me see. Let me tell you and everyone listening what I felt. Um, it meant. That's fair. Um, so this is what I felt. Um, especially towards the end of the film, when they're going up that staircase, or they're in that like that all white type of um a movie set where they're looking at that bagel and it's sucking everything in. 
So I felt that the bagel was pretty much their point of no return is how I would say it. So again, tackling these Asian American stereotypes, a lot of times when say like the, you know, the, 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 the children, you know, um, if they say they want to do like a college degree in like maybe art or something that's not, you know, the, the stereotypical, you know, roles that they want their kids to do, they kind of shun them away or kind of, you know, in extreme cases, disown them and, mm-hmm. and family gets ripped apart and they go their own and they go their own ways and never talk to each other. Kind of how like um, in the movie, Evelyn, you know, was saying to his dad, like, how can you feel so happy of kicking me out and not talking to me for so long? Like, look what you did. How can, right. how can you be OK with that? So this is what I think. I think in the towards the end of the film, when Joy was trying to walk into that everything bagel, into that void, that black hole. Right. To me, that was me telling myself that's Joy's way of wanting to get away from Evelyn, from her mom, and never forgive her again for what she did to her. And I but think, what did she do to her? Um, feel embarrassed. Couldn't even tell her dad that she was gay, or you know, it felt right. yeah. So, but, but was that it? That was the only thing. So that's how I felt was probably like you know most hurtful to her, and right. and I think Joy was trying to also drag Evelyn into the bagel, into that black hole. So that Evelyn can also, can re- ne- relate, yeah, understand. like never forgive Joy and they could both leave each other and Joy would have less guilt. So I think Joy was forcing her to also split up so that Joy would be like, okay, we both don't want to see each other anymore instead of, you know, being just one-sided. So I, I really felt that was the, the, like interpreted to be like, once you go through that and you can't go back, it's over. Like you won't talk to your parents ever again and you're on your own and and she wanted less guilt of doing it on her own so she wanted to bring her mom with her that's kind of how i interpreted it yeah i i I can kind of see that um i think i I was a little lost at what was going on at times i thought the bagel was trying to talk about like you know it's this thing that's going to take over the world and they need to fight it together um so i'll 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 my thoughts that before i read the quote from one of the directors but I was looking at it as like her depression or something like piled up mm. and like at every like negative energy or a negative thing about joy had been put into this bagel that that's like the way I saw it like all of her bad memories bad dreams um bad um things that happened with her mother her family whatever it was all that like pent-up energy created that like everything bagel um but I'll read to you what the co-director Daniel Kwan said. Okay. So he says that the bagel concept does two things for them. Um, allows them to talk about nihilism without being too like eye rolly. Um, so it's essentially like a Mac- MacGuffin. It's a doomsday device. And the the twist or the idea behind it is that in the first half of the film, you think that the bagel is here to like destroy the world. In the second half, you realize that it's um, Joy essentially trying to destroy themselves. Um, so it seems like their intention was to take, you know, this whole like action movie, like there's like this death star thing out here, um, and make it into a more personal thing. Uh Um, so I think that's just kind of, um, what it was trying to do. So I think you, you got, you got the nail on the head with like, it's related to joy. Um, and hence the name, why they said everything bagel. Cause you know, it's like everything, right. All of that energy emotions all put on the uh that this bagel of doom um 
Yeah, no, I, th- I think that, I think that was know. that was really deep. I love how what the, what the director directors had to say about that. But uh, man, I, I I feel for for joy or anyone who goes through you know these kinds of you know emotional traumas. Uh, I remember before I saw this film, I was on TikTok and I was seeing. Uh, uh, videos of people talking about it saying like oh don't watch this film if you have unhealed family trauma don't watch this film if you have um, a bad you know communication with your parents and I was like wow like what what is this movie really gonna tackle now I'm kind of curious but it kind of joking though no no they were serious it's not like a serious you should watch the film but it's not the whole point like this like movie would be really because otherwise who's the movie for if it's not for people who have these issues exactly i'm pretty sure like it's just them giving like they're all like they're people like oh a trigger warning by the way if you see this film uh, it's gonna like bring okay. up you know like suppressed emotions that you've been you know hiding and i think we all have that i think we all have like a shelf of jarred up emotions that we're too afraid to bring up ever again oh, so yeah definitely and, yeah yeah and i think like i said i, I think go ahead I, I, I was gonna say is i think this film allows people to kind of revisit their 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 emotions and maybe help in some way heal them but what were you gonna say hopefully yeah no no i was just gonna say like i, I think for everyone it's gonna be different like there might be a bunch of maybe younger people who are really related to uh joy her character um i at times felt related to maybe evelyn's character and i just felt like oh i feel like overwhelmed with so many things going on in life um you know like at one single time so i think like depending on who you are, what kind of background you have, you're gonna to relate to a different character in a, in a different way, if that makes sense. Definitely, I feel like this movie definitely helps a lot when you uh, when you grew up in a in a less emotional home. I feel like it, it gives those people kind of an outlet to you know get a taste right. of what that feels like. But uh, overall, I think this film did pretty well when it came to tackling issues tackling choreography tackling cinematography and i and although it was pretty long the story was nice i could i could leave it at that yeah um but so, so what are your thoughts overall you know do you recommend this do you not recommend it oh like, yeah people online who are saying they, they uh don't recommend it for the trigger warning <laughs> as a film as a film do you recommend it what's your overall score oh definitely recommend it 100 percent um if we're going into our score now yeah um i'll just talk about it real fast i feel like this movie i love the idea how it was broken up into parts and i know right away that these that each part had its own theme and i feel like the titles had deeper meanings according to like their mm-hmm. section of the film it reminds me sort of like that episode people might remember in adventure time where there was a gables episode where you had to guess the theme by just watching the episode well, spoilers no, I'm just oh kidding. my god <laughs> if you have not seen adventure time by now do not listen to our podcast like that is a prerequisite i, I, haven't, I haven't seen it should i should i mute like your audio i, I, I think adventure i need to kick yet. you off the boat now i think you just don't deserve to be here you need to see adventure I, time been on the list it's been on the list <laughs> season one is a drag man Season one's a drag. Yeah, I got to skip to season two or three. But uh, that's how I felt. And I think it was very beautiful. I feel like I feel like if you're the type of person to be very emotional, to have um, be very selfless and kind of wear your heart on your sleeve, this movie is going to tackle or tickle those parts of your bo- of, of your mind, of your body. Like we mentioned earlier, the scenes when the husband's having flashbacks or when the, in another universe and the husband says, oh, I would do anything, you know, to, just to be with you. 
a lot of people mm-hmm. are gonna probably feel like oh man like, that's that's me like i would be happy doing anything with my person and then maybe towards the end of the film when evelyn's talking to joy saying like i'm sorry for being a bad mother i'm sorry for for disregarding you and your feelings i feel like a lot of people who are going through that are gonna really really love that especially those who watch it with their parents it's gonna be probably a, a, a gateway to having the, the, the discussions at home but aside from all that, I believe the use of colors was fantastic. I feel the mm-hmm. like like we mentioned like the the fight scenes were just so well choreographed. We keep saying that over and over again, but it's so true. Yeah, it was fun to watch. It was it was fun to watch at times. Definitely fun to watch, and, and at times catches you off guard. Like with um, Wayman, the husband eating the chapstick to kind of like trigger you know past the universe. I'm like, whoa! Like that's a that's an interesting idea. And then when they're fighting and they you know the whole butt plug scene happens, I'm like, wow, like this is actually some some top tier comedy, like crazy stuff. Yeah, you would never think about it. But uh, yeah, the, the scene with the chapstick and like the fight one after that was probably my favorite part of the movie. Hundred percent, hundred percent. The whole sequence. Yeah. But then you start to think about the bad parts of it. You know, talk about the some overplayed comedy bits. You talk about how a lot of concepts were not. Um, explained properly you start talking about how like it, it felt dragged on and at the end of the day it was a decent film so i would give this three and a half tickets out of five tickets definitely worth watching definitely an eye-opener but that's where i stand is it the greatest film of all time personally no i mean but, not if you're giving your three and a half out of five yeah personally no <laughs> but i still think it's well well made and it it, it deserves yeah. the hype that it has right now i'm sorry i went i went yeah. too long but tell me what you think yeah i everything everywhere all at once is really well crafted at times in terms of like the actual film uh making it has a strong message it could be really fun um but for me it didn't completely come together um i appreciate it for being different for you know having sometimes the more serious messages by the end of the day you watch a movie. Either it gets you or it doesn't get you. Or either you get it or it do- you don't get it. Um, I felt a little bit in the middle here. Um, so if you love this movie, I'm really happy for you. Um, I really, really tried. Uh, <laughs> but I still recommend you go out and see it. You know, if you're listening here, go out and see this movie because, hey, high reward, low risk. You might really love it. It might really resonate with you. Um, but for me, I find it a little too sloppy, a little too stuffed with ideas, especially in the second half of the film. And I think it takes way too long for the film to kind of spell out the metaphor and the messages that it's trying to tell us. Um, and those things really drag it down for me. It really took me out of the film. I was, you know, a little bit bored at times. Um, but overall, it's a three out of five. Um, I think it's just a decent movie. And again, go see it. Um, yeah, sorry. I, I cannot score a film high just for the sake of being different. But yeah, three out of five tickets for me. Three out of five. Okay, that's fair. I feel like we're uh, we've been the same on. You're the- only half a point ahead of. Only me. half a point. I feel like I, 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 I feel like <laughs> I'm I'm, a, I'm more negative on it than you were. Yeah, I feel, I'm surprised you didn't go four. I think because I'm I'm as a person I'm a little more emotional. I think compared to like other people, so I, I definitely felt like a lot of connections. Are you, a lot are of you saying I'm not emotional. <laughs> I don't know. You're pretty good at having that wall up. Maybe maybe you you blocked no. off a couple things. No, I I. Uh... Emotional movies get me, but I don't know. Some, some of the stuff, I, I guess I'll be honest, like some of the messages like doesn't resonate with me as much, but some of them did. Um, 
but that's not my reason for the the little bit lower score which you know again might surprise some people some people might listen to this and be like hey you know screw you guys you guys don't know what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, like you don't know Even films. This, this, is, this is the best damn. This is the best damn movie I've ever seen. Why are you guys giving this a three out of five? You guys are crazy. I'm not listening to this podcast anymore. Yeah, um, I feel like at the uh, in the future we need to start keeping tabs of like what our scores are and like total 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 all of it up on average. Like, hmm, like who's been giving higher scores and who's been giving lower scores? Like that'll be. That'd be funny to think about in the future. Yeah, but uh, oh. I, I just gotta say real quick before we wrap up. Yeah, so. I gave Sonic 2 a 3 out of 5 last week. Let me just say this. This does not mean that Sonic 2 is on the same level of everything, everywhere, all that wants. Absolutely not. I go into a movie. The score, first of all, the score is just a score. The recommendation is what matters. I go into a movie and say, listen, and you're, I think you're the same way. This is a kid's movie. It's an action movie. I'm going to base it and grade it on what it's trying to accomplish. Okay, yeah, it was fun. I had a decent story. You know, it was good to watch for the most part. Well edited. All right, three out of five. Kids movie. But for a movie like this that is really trying, it's, it's a little more serious in a way, and it's trying to have this more serious message. All right, I'm going to grade you a little bit more stricter. That's just how it is. That's just how it's going to be. Um, you're going to have more expectations in a way. It's not, not to say they're the same level. You know, obviously, this is a much better film, but... I can only grade it based on what it was trying to accomplish to me, the viewer. Yeah, that's some good clarification because I know the two examples that we can bring up is uh, the two highest rated films ever in history, Citizen Kane and Paddington. Two different... Paddington com- 2, right? Paddington 2. Two very completely different films, yeah. but they're the highest rated probably ever. So that's a good way that you clarified it. Like They're both different, but they tackle their message you know, respectfully. So I definitely agree with you. Yeah, Paddington 2 is a, is a masterpiece, though, compared to Sonic 2. Deserves, <laughs> Paddington deserves all the praise it gets. We'll see if one day we review that movie, but there's not much to talk about. We know that's a 5 out of 5. So what do we got next uh, coming up next, Andrew? Coming what are up, we doing next? Coming up next, we got we got a little bit of a conundrum going on here. We're, we're, we don't know what we're doing. Now. We don't know what we're doing. We're between The Northman and Nicolas Cage's Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. So we got we got a, a coin to flip, or we gotta somehow figure we, it out. We will do both. We will if do you're both. Listening, hundred percent. We will do both. We probably will not do Fantastic Beasts: The Secrets of Dumbledore, though. We could do a, a small review on our Instagram, which, if you yeah. follow uh, Tickets for Two podcast on Instagram, you might see that pop up as well. Four digit four when you put Tickets for Two podcast. That's digit right. Four. The number four. You're right. But with that, I think we tackled everything we needed to say. Um, well, do you have any final thoughts? No, that's it. Um, if you have time, uh, go see this movie. It could change your life, but you might be like me and be more on the fence about it. But like I said, take the chance. Go see it. Definitely go see it. All right. Thank you very much for all of you listening and tuning in to our third episode of our Tickets for Two podcast. We will see you on the next one when we decide what film we're going to watch. And uh, thank you again. All right. Ciao, everyone.